Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. It's Red Men Originals podcast time. I'm Paul Machen. Alongside me is Chris Pager, Chloe Bloxham, and Steve Hoare having a... Oh, hello. What? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I feel, I feel good if, you, if you're listening to this as a podcast and you're wondering why you just felt aroused, <laughs> like because Steve's just flexed and it was, and it's, it's so it. powerful yes. that it's so powerful. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Come on. You've ruined the moment. It's like when Nanny McPhee bangs a stick. You know what I mean? You just felt it. Not onto Nanny McPhee. Didn't get a reference there, did you? Three minutes into a show or whatever. The old <laughs> Nanny McPhee reference. So cool, aren't I? If anyone had Nanny McPhee reference in the first few seconds of the show, you deserve a prize for that. If this is your first time with the Red Men Originals podcast, this is what it's, yeah, this is what it is. Obs- obscure media references. Are you a fuck with the wrong arm? I went left arm, I should have went right arm. Oh, right. Well, that your wanker arm. Which is your mouse hand. Oh, dear. Right. Thank you so much for joining us live so far um, in the chat and all that good stuff. Hiya, you can interact with us. Don't ever touch his hands. It's so weird. It was the other one as well. He's just told you wanks with that on a Thursday. It's Monday now. Sorry. Can we start again? Yeah, let's just end the stream. Fuck off. Let's go. Let's just fuck it off. That's it, I'm done. That's, that's enough. Did Red's even won? Usually we do this to stall from having to be miserable. We're actually happy as well. Yeah. Um, You've made everyone miserable in the first place. 811YT in the comments has had Nanny McPhee on my Red Men podcast bet builder. <laughs> He's now a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. Sad. I want to ask a question actually. We haven't got a podcast kickoff question, but what we were discussing before Steve took it to the gutter um, was about use and reuse of other players' songs. <laughs> so Jota's, there's now a, a, a Jota song, which is the Fernando Torres song, and I personally immensely dislike re, rehashing old players' songs. Normally it's like a bit of a hiding to not, but also I think it disrespects the player previously. However, the you bounce... You disrespected us first. So yeah, the, the Torres bounce thing... It is always just... a shame that it's not in our repertoire. Yeah, not in our repertoire anymore. You haven't really asked the question yet. We're having a conversation. It's not really a, a question per se. We're just talking about it. Anyone you want to? You say you were going to start with the yeah, question. We were all waiting for the question. It's why there was an awkward <laughs> silence that I felt inclined to fill. <laughs> right, sounds okay. Cool. What's the question? Do you like? How it? do we feel about it? Oh, yeah, shite. Sad. <laughs> I don't think they should be doing it. I like it. I don't mind robbing other people's songs and making a lip. That's what we effectively did quite a lot. But I don't think you should be using the Torres song again. I do. Can't stand them. Crap. Don't care about them. Let's reuse his song. He wasn't crap, Chloe. That's not he, he, 
he did become crap though, didn't he? So not that's for a big us. fat lie. No, not for us, but he he binned us off to go Chelsea, so I don't see why we can't use a song again for someone else. His song was good, like it was incredible. It was a boss song, and that like we're gonna bounce in a minute is sorely missed it in the cop, isn't it? Um, Where do we draw the line? I don't think she'll ever do it. You can't use Roberto Firmino's song when he leaves. Why? I just don't think you can. I don't you, think you should ever do it. I'd always put him higher. What about song? Suarez's song. No, Suarez's song. You've just called it Suarez's song. It's yeah. good, Suarez. But like, it's, Suarez, it's different. Suarez is one of the greatest players ever to grace a football pitch. That's for us. That <laughs> different. Also, I'm talking about ever. Like the Maxi Rodriguez song is the Maxi Rodriguez song. It's a great tune, but it's a, you, you need to be more original than just come back. There's a, there, by the way, there's already a good Jota song. He doesn't need another one. Yeah, yeah no, I don't I mean, know if someone yeah. put him again. The, the it does sound good though. I've not been in. I've not been in an away end where it's been sang. It's like good. I've seen your video and stuff. It sounds boss. Um, I do agree that he's kind of got a boss song already. And that Jota song, while it's... he's been injured, has been missed. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. when he, he's not been in the side, when Firmino's been out and stuff, we've missed him. That's like a, an atmosphere starter of a song, isn't it? Um, so, but where I sit on the actual on, on the actual question is probably like, I'd prefer not to, but if it's good, I'll, I'll get involved. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to not. I'm not going to Oh, yeah, I'll be singing it, but I'm reluctantly... See, I just want it songs... Is a, I think it's a better version, actually, than the Torres one. No, no. Torres was absolutely simply incredible. Reckon? Yeah. The advert... I, see, I like to get tucked the piss in Goodison Park, but I just think that's funny. He's fucking bass, he's hard to... Yeah, no, it, the, the second verse is decent. The the thing is, there was... I'm pretty sure that was Gakpo's song at PSV that they sung to him. So why don't we make it a Gakpo song instead? Well, this is this was this is part two of like stealing other teams. And I, there was a guy who emailed me a year ago about the Jota one that it's Man United have got a song to that tune, which is um, oh Christ, they'll come back to me and people can engage caps lock in the comments and shout at me for not knowing the name off the top of my head. Four? Oh, and it's not son. It's another one like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway I digress. I like it when we co- we go to the continent and steal our songs <laughs> rather than nick them from other t- other clubs in the British Isles. So obviously, it's been mentioned in the comments we were talking about before. Patrick here saying we should steal the Jota one off Celtic. Yeah, loved we, it. Like they had that Simon Mignolet song at Sunderland. We refused yeah. to anywhere near no, that. Don't do that. Um, the Jota one from Celtic it gets stuck in my head. St- being stuck in my head for twenty four hours. No. No, it's just not. I like it. Uh, I think we've got players who deserve it. I feel like we've wasted two songs. Josh has got two really good songs now in general. We, there's a few other lads you could do with a song. Yeah, Nunes needs James a song. Because Nunes, 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 Nunes doesn't need a song. I like the aggressive Nunes, Nunes. No, he Nunes, needs a bit Nunes. more than he that. He needs to be better at football if he wants to get a proper song. Yeah. Gakpo deserves it. It annoys me that we give when we give songs to players who actually haven't earned them. Like Nabi Keita had a song before he basically even kicked a fucking football for us. It's bad. a year to think about it, though. Yeah, no, yeah. It's bad, uh, it's bad mojo, I think, to give players songs ahead before they do Like, Thiago having his song, Thiago's looking at his song on a phone when he's being announced. Nah, bad you do that. Got it. It's like, it's like, like when we give Aquilani a banner before he'd even signed. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, it didn't work out that Stupid. Um, Jay is saying, oh. Fernando Torres is one of the greatest strikers of all time. Respect. Yeah. And Steve Moore says, Shite. Chloe and Steve are like a divorced couple on here today. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be sat any further apart. It does feel like a body language for you. Know, uh, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm open up. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> okay, don't do that. Um, I'm glad it was you that said that. Yeah. <laughs> let's, um, let's... Do you have a comment on me, Chloe? No. It does feel like you're... You did flex and then make comments and make... Uh, in, in no, I comment. just, I like this because I can get my shoes in the angle, look. Now go back to the other one. 
Whenever I move my shoe, you can see it. Is that why you do Same, just put it on Chloe. Just put it on Chloe's one. See? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, with you. Yeah, this just, the this is our flexing. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. Look at that. <laughs> what a mate! Exceptional audio content. Um, check out the video over on YouTube if you listen to this on your podcast. And, app. and while you're on your podcast, and I've given a five star review. I don't know why you would, because it's basically just been five minutes of us showing our shoes to the camera. Um, right, Liverpool. Nottingham Forest. Probably give it a five star review because they're not watching the video. Yeah. Nottingham Forest to Chris Page. We back to back wins. Nice. Yes. Um, I- it, it's very good that we were able to get the back-to-back wins, isn't it? I think, you know, immediately after the final whistle I did the In The Ground podcast and I was a little bit, like, down on it, to be honest, because, you know, we relied on the set pieces and all that type of stuff. And then by the time I'd got to use, I'd sort of made me peace with that. I was like, you know what? We relied on the set pieces. That's something that we hadn't done for a while. And I was happier by the time I got to you. I think just because I had five, six minutes of talking it through to myself and, and sort of changing my own mind on things. But, you know, it is a bit... To be honest, it's a little bit disappointing with a couple of days now that Leeds were really, really shit. And, and Nottingham Forest, the shit, and we weren't able to do it. And it wasn't quite as a... It was a little bit more of a disjointed performance, I think, against Nottingham Forest. But this Liverpool side has had so many disjointed performances this season and not managed to win. So there's still positives to be taken out of it. I agree with that. You know, we... I think we I've got we slash Forest made it harder than it should have been Chloe and that's because I think that's fair I think Liverpool weren't quite at it it was a similar start to the last couple of games where we, we, we weren't we were lacking incisiveness we were just kind of knocking it around feeling our way into the game but then you know, we've done that loads of times in the past and then gone on and won games in second halves and had great seasons. But also, I do think Forrest deserve credit. I thought they 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 got in our faces. I thought Awanee, Tewo Awanee um, was a real handful up front. And Forrest weren't there to be rolled over as much as we maybe thought they might have been ahead of the game. No, they could have easily taken something away from that game and no one really could have argued because the two goals that we did concede were absolutely shocking goals from a Liverpool perspective. Both came from throw-ins. One way we're not switched on. Nico Williams is just in acres of space down the side. Yeah, he gets fortunate with the deflection, but he's in so much space that, you know, how we weren't switched on originally from that throw-in. It's how they made it over to that side of the pitch so easily. Easily, yeah. Wasn't it, they didn't do anything to do it. No, to get it was over just there. one ball. And then the second one, a long throwing comes in that we'd been struggling with that entire second half, at least, because in the first half, it was a very drab performance. It was very Leeds, 25 minutes in, where I thought, not another one of these. And we had loads of possession, but didn't have many really, really good chances. And the good chances we did have were from set pieces and crosses. I remember Jota missing one back post like a minute before half time. Um, but in the second half, it was we instead of like controlling the game, once we got the goal, it was so open. We were nervous once they'd got the goal and their second is literally someone winning a flick on or like us not defending it, getting our heads to it and Gibbs White is in so much space. Shout, out to, their, shout out to their fella taking throw-ins like he's a fucking slingshot, by the way. Mm. Need a run-up him, did he? No. I was about to say, it, it became in the end, it was a battle of free kicks versus throw-ins. They, can't, they couldn't defend our set plays. They'd, I thought Forrest was mad. I've never seen a team be so good in open play defending and be so diabolically bad at set-piece defending. They're defending for all of our goals. It's really, really poor. Um, on the flip side, they smelled blood, I think, with the throwing thing, and I think Liverpool yeah. knew, and we were nervous. And then Jürgen even said, didn't he? Didn't, we didn't want to get throw-ins away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah, and the goalie literally gives a one-away to, for the goal as well, but we just couldn't deal with that. I, I, I thought that was the only way Forrest 
really look like they were going to score. You, you mentioned before, I thought they got their game plan wrong first half. They turned up to Anfield and sat back and soaked up pressure. They should have been. On, I think they should. You should they should have been in our faces. Yeah. Because they they cut once Tywell got you know he didn't sniff the ball in the first half. Second half when they started getting it to him a little bit more and they come out, it did cause problems. I felt like they they played into our hands the first half and then they smelt a little bit of blood in the second half as well. So I think I think you say that, but you try the idea is there is our mentality as a crowd a bit fragile yeah. and I think you can get us and that the atmosphere was fucking rubbish yeah, and, and and I seen a lot of like oh it needs to be so it's been like that since time of memoriam where in games where Liverpool are supposed to win even when it's been great in recent years it's, it's always been crap in those games but I think they, they did the right job of helping us get a bit tetchy because they did just sit in and frustrate us and we couldn't find a way through and you're right it ends up being on set pieces it's um but but equally, I think they saved the hit up. The fact that Brennan Johnson starts on the bench, who's their top goal scorer, said they were always going to try and throw the kitchen sink at it late on. But you're right; it was how we defended those throw-ins was edgy from from the get-go. But I don't know what you do with that. I mean, obviously, ultimately Defend headed better. away a bit further, a bit further. See, I, don't, it, but... I don't think you can do that. I think the way the way he throws them was like the looping arch. Even if you get yeah, I don't know, it's not going anywhere. It's reacting to the second ball better. That's yeah. what you need to do. They won every second. Well, you might, you might let them win the first. Either. That is what it is. Like react to second ball. So obviously the second goal when Henderson and Nunes can't decide who's marking Gibbs White and they leave him on his own. Like that can't happen. The first goal is a bit like like Chloe said, just easy to score against us. It feels like we have to work really hard sometimes to score. And it's quite it can be quite simple to score against us. For what it's worth, I thought the other day. It was the our goals were quite simple goals in terms of from the set plays because mm-hmm. they were they, again we I felt like we were playing for free kicks in the second half and corners yeah. and they were playing for throw ins it almost became a, a battle of that and rightly so because they were a shambles I just thought we were a bit unlucky with this I mean I know there's, there was a general sense of Ill, being ill at ease and feeling a bit panicky because every time a ball dropped and particularly for me in the cop and you can't you have no idea where it's where it's dropping how far away it is from from anyone. But hey, that's clearly their thing. I think I think it's well easier in them situations when you're so in chaos to just to to react to those because that's, that's the way you're attacking in it. But I thought we got unlucky with the goals they with they scored. I mean, fuck me, Nico Williams is one. It looks like a really bad situation when it breaks to him, but Andy Robbo gets over and blocks it. And pff, I don't know the fact that the goalie gets a hand to it. It put, takes it completely out the way of the goalie. The second one, it's two guys that both that both incrementally take it further out of the goalie's reach. The first one's terrible for me because it's so easy that like the fella's not challenged as he gets the ball from the throw in, and then I can't remember if it's one short pass and then a, a long pass or it goes straight out there. But that's one of them where if you imagine on like Monday night football or something, they'd be looking at it and going, Robertson's position should have been here. Mm-hmm. And if Robertson's position was here, he gets it properly, not yeah. just a foot to it. So that one, you know, that's he was probably too compact and too far over and that's what causes that goal so you can say oh he gets a foot on it but like he should have got much closer to it than that yeah. and he, and fair play to Nico Williams he takes it early um, he, he gets it on target doesn't he Alisson's unlucky because I think he probably still saves it even with the deflection but as he's changing direction I think what his right foot just slips a touch and it sort of just means he can't get his hand quite high yeah. enough I, I agree with you the, the two finishes are lucky but Liverpool are rubbish in the build-up to the both shots. Yeah, that's the difference. They get, they do get the, they get the air in the look a little bit with the deflections. But 
It did more chances. Just they, they had the, the yeah, crossbar one. Kick, yeah, yeah. That over was kick, absolutely yeah. outrageous. Nearly yeah. dipped in that Brennan Johnson at the bar. And that was the same. The over a kick one was like three bouncing balls yeah. up where no one's dealing with it. And that 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 is that happens when you panic. There's a defence yeah. when you haven't got trust in the other players around you. And that's where Liverpool were at the weekend. I felt I felt at last time I was like, get for being off the pitch and get Thiago on because. If it's going to be a replay of that, we don't need Fabinho and Henderson. And then the second we did that, I was like, fuck, now we could do it for Fabinho and here. We, <laughs> yeah, looked, we, yeah. looked, we looked little Thiago again. just kept giving the ball away. Like, Tiago wasn't good. Well, the, 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 the sub made perfect sense because you keep the ball. Yeah, we like never, When he came yeah. on against Leeds and the two of him and Trent in the middle, you couldn't get the ball off them. It was like an exhibition. When he came on against them at the weekend, you're like, Tiago. Red shirts. Yeah. Red shirts, well, right? So we, so we lost play. a bit of height. We lost a bit of the, like. You'd expect for being able to maybe deal with these dropping balls a little bit better, perhaps. So if I like actually the the impact Thiago by being poor on the ball, he offered, he's obviously going to offer you less defensively anyway. I think that didn't help the situation. It was interesting because Diaz comes on later, and I I thought his substitution performance was really good yeah. and was a net positive for the team in terms of getting us out. It stopped us, give, genuinely stopped us giving throw-ins away. We just, we just give it to him only halfway down and let him run, and someone would foul him or whatever. But it, it did feel like we. When Jaeger made the sub, that made sense. Like you said, we need more of the ball. We need to be a bit more incisive. It, it happened at the exact wrong time for us because it was it was a point where Forest were coming on to us. Well, exactly. It was like yeah, they got the game plans at odds with each other. Yeah. Whereas they did fuck all to us in the first half, and you could you could have just started with Thiago and had ninety percent of the possession and just strolled around the pitch doing whatever we wanted to do. But you're right. Where by the time they threw their big, like let's have, let's have one big final swing and see if we can upset Liverpool. We, we didn't have the players on the pitch there to, to deal with it as comfortably as we would have done. Can it's I ask a question really quick as well? I felt Ibu, like, I think he's brilliant. I think he's, it, it's hard graft asking to do what he's doing at the minute. Yeah. Like, and maybe we're seeing the effects that a little bit. Well, can I ask you, because it was something my dad posed and he might, he might have brought it up on the final word show I didn't, I, I, with you already, Steve, but he's like, why does Virgil get a free pass in this system? Because... Because Robertson's getting Robertson's playing left back, left mid, left wing. Canate's playing centre back, <laughs> right back, right back, right mid. Um, and Virgil Van Dijk just seems to be able to kind of just stroll stroll around the place. It we are putting so much on Canate, and whether that's totally by design or whether it's something that could be aided by other people, I don't, I don't know. And people just got, he, on it. He, he got into a rare battle where someone who's, who, who's at least stronger. As equally as strong, if not stronger than him, that will really happen. But I felt like again, it, it, it did. It felt a little bit at odds with like the, uh with the game plan. I'm not sure why Trent needed to still be in midfield a little bit. Maybe we could have identified a bit sooner. That's a little bit of a problem there. There was one moment between the two of them in the first half where they had a little conversation where Trent was meant to drop in at centre half and chose to drop in at right back instead and it made Canate kind of he was between both stools and when it we, we finally sorted out and he kind of went to Trent what like what what are you doing there mate and he went oh shit it's like sorry instinctively he was still going got back into what he was what he's used to doing in those he's got, situations he's got a lot on his hands and he Canate doing that job especially against a big fella like that as well it made it hard, hard going for him and again I go back to it in the end they were just trying to get throw ins down there they were giving it to him to try and win a throw in and, and why wouldn't you it, it was it was working. The Van Dyke thing is interesting in that. I thought on the second goal, I think he he's marking him like he's marking him off a corner. Like, just stand in front of him. If, like why are you behind him? Stand in front of him because if if it goes over your head, it's probably going to go for a goal kick. If it goes over your head, the way you off the out for a corner by standing, he, he let his man pin him, and then you got no chance because even if Van Dyke wins that, either way is it going? Yeah. I felt like I, I don't think we dealt with that situation well at all. It was interesting that it was 
I thought it was Henderson got it wrong with the Nunes thing, where they didn't know what they were doing, and that's Van Dijk, and that's your captain, and your de facto third captain almost without Milner. Yeah. And I don't, and I think that that's what was a bit concerned about that one is that they're the two fellows who are meant to get that right. They're the ones you're meant to trust to get that right. And I don't think either of them particularly dealt with that situation. I think is this like a thing they've done all season long because I don't remember it from the from the game. I know the defence plays well. I haven't. I wasn't aware of the long throw until I saw the first one. Because like, I was going to make the point of anyone knows the information, which I don't, of like, well, if this is like a Stoke situation where, or like Tranmere had it, didn't he, for, for a while with their Dave Challoner, of like, if this is their thing, then they should they should show so dissent. Yeah, well, but like, but like, yeah, they should be good at it and it should cause problems everywhere it goes because that's a, that's well, you, also that's we have a game plan for it. Maybe, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, so yeah. we should be better at dealing with it and yeah. stuff. So I don't know the answer. But I was like, I'd be more forgiving if I thought this is their this is their main weapon, but I don't know that I don't know that it is. I've never well, heard the main weapon was on the pitch. I was also but Evan Johnson was yeah. on the bench, wasn't he? Which was I mean, they don't score away goals very often, so it's not been working. I mean, they did sing we is. scored we scored away. How shit how shit must you be or words to that effect? I think they scored two for the first time in the 90s or something in the Premier League game away and still lost which is mad for them but I go, it goes back to from a positive point of view and Chris said he was at first he was at odds with himself like I think it's brilliant if you score set piece goals yeah. if you can identify a weakness in the other team and smell blood fucking smell that you know, go for it I, I, was saying it to, I was saying it on the show just try and win corners and free kicks against these I'm not even, I'm not even that bothered about trying to work it around the box just keep the ball keep it moving and let them fall yeah, or let them get a deflection because the Jota goal the second one is some of the worst defending I've ever seen. That is like that's like under nines. It was the the point like when where I was in the in the ground, everyone thought he must be offside. offside yeah. Something's wrong he with that. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes no sense. And, and the fact that he kind of didn't celebrate properly either, because it was a bit more of a like a stand there and thing. And you're like, yeah. does he know it's? Does Could he know you go man like a lunatic, please, Diogo, so, so we can all throw ourselves into it? it, it was like, weird. Yeah. It was like, just so a, bizarre. As a whistle going, why aren't they running? Yeah. Yeah. Even when they start, when they line up. They're in like a zigzag, <laughs> so it's bizarre. Like it's so it's baffling. But we again we exploited it three times, and it could have been more. You know, they have one well, they had Van Dyke, the, they had the Van Dyke chance first off. You had the Jota back stick yeah. one yeah. where he's too hard You had Gakpo where Nico clears it off the line. There's three in the first half, yeah. all yeah. from set pieces and stuff as well. I, we identified it definitely. I think Liverpool were playing. For well, we said we were talking, chatting a bit about this on the walk back to the car, Chris. Liverpool have had a week to train, and what they've been doing is. You know, we've been trying to get new players up to speed or injured players back into the mix and all those kind of things. And this is what when Jurgen talks about coaching time, we forget what we've lost because we've had to we, we've changed system as well. In in addition to all this, we get you build, you put your foundations in place, you start to add players to it, and you build and you teach them what you want to do. And along the way, you spend loads of time practicing the extras, the marginal gains. And we've talked about that for years about how crap teams focus almost exclusively just defend for their lives and focus on marginal gains because that's all you've got time to do. And that's how you that's how you beat big teams. When you're a truly top team, you do it all. And that's the thing that no one's talked about that we've lost. Is we've been dreadful at set pieces this season. We don't score enough, and we've been terrible at defending them as well. And that at the weekend felt like a team that had had time on the training ground at some point this week or maybe the last couple of weeks to work on some different things and potentially Trent just feeling a bit more, feeling himself a bit more as we well. We definitely were better. I mean, uh, I don't think we've been terrible all season. I think the last three months we've been terrible. But I think at the start of the season, we were banging in goals for fun from set pieces um, before the World Cup and stuff. So, uh, again, the World Cup 
probably makes you think it was fucking last season or whatever. But no, I think at the start of the season, I think if you look up there on set piece goals, Liverpool are still there or thereabouts for league average. In fact, they're probably ahead of the league average. So, but you could, I think you're right. I think sometimes you don't know when they're working on set pieces. Like it's easy to sit here and say, well, they've had extra training time. They must have. It kind of felt like they must have. Yeah. That's what you're saying, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like, I mean, it was just blindingly obvious that we were just getting into better positions. The balls were better and it was a consistent thing, threat throughout the game. I actually thought we defended the set piece as well. Mm-hmm. The throw, we had no chance. We were like, they had this thing where they were just, every, every corner, they were just crowd and Allison. Like, they were, everyone was in the six yard box. Rodham and Liverpool dealt with them. You know, they, got, they made first contact on him quite a bit. Like I say, I don't know how you can practice to defend against them throw-ins or what you do better. Um, it's probably something to, to learn from next time, isn't it? In, you don't leave a man in absolute, you know, a massive load of space when he's inside the area. Like, that was the thing that annoyed me, is just how much space for they have for the both goals. Like, Gibbs-Wise has got not a single man near him. The reason he can get such good of a connection on the ball is because he's got no one pressurising no, yeah, no pressure at all. Like, yeah. it's literally, it's anticipation. It's knowing that... I think it's a miscommunication as well, if you watch it. And I know a lot of people memes that they need a Hendo Darwin thing. Mm. They, I think they have a conversation about who's meant to pick him up, and then no one picks him up. Yeah. And I think again, I think that that's what disappointed me from that one is that that's the captain of the footy club. But you know also, what I mean? like that, that's that's what he's in. With all due respect, like one, at this point in his career, Jordan Henderson's one of his main attributes is that. It's the, it's the, he should know what he's to do in every. Situation. Know what he's doing and be able to explain to other people, even if there is a language barrier or whatever. That was a, that was the worry on that one. Like, you're right. He should never. He should never have that much time. I mean, Forrest will say the same about the Jota goal. He, he had more time, but like, if someone's on the pen spot getting a free shot at your goal, it, it something's not. Yeah. Something's not worth. And the first one that they got, Robin, you're one of the senior players. If you need help. Organise the back four. Just because Virgil van Dijk's, you know, vice-captain when Milner's not on the pitch doesn't mean you can't have a go at him. If he needs to move round with you or Jota needs to come back and help you cover, scream at them. Don't just stand there and not do nothing because then it leads to goals because you're one-on-one and he's in that much space that he's dragged you into the penalty box and you've got out too slow. It's talk of deflection. Yeah, that's a bit lucky. But still, all the signs were there. You should be switched on and be shouting to each other to tell you where to move, where to cover the space and the people. Um, But you mentioned that Jota goal and how much space he's in. It is still an incredible goal. Keep, I don't know why people are taking that away from him. The fact that he chests it, knees it, and then volleys it past Kaylor Navas, who made some boss saves in that game as well. He was quite an animal. And he was an animal against Manchester United midweek as well. Um, I've seen Leod say, yeah, it's a good goal, but he has so much space. But to like the chest, it could have bounced off him. But he controls it. The, yeah, the knee, knee perfectly. The right exactly. You could take three touches in that situation and not be perfect, and you'd still have a man on you yeah. right at the end. But he he takes them so quickly and so effectively. Just one more point, Paul, on the on the set pieces thing. I actually think us playing the set a settled sides helped us yeah. and probably given us more training time because you don't have to work on those little triangles quite as as much in a, a, a Kirby and stuff. So yeah, that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, it I thought all three goals were really good for us. I thought yeah. our three goals were all, for all different reasons. Jota is just pure. I think Fabinho does really well because I think a lot of the time you can just head that towards the goal and it goes over or the goal he just catches Jota's it. Jota's two yards behind his man. He wants it yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. He, he reacts yeah. first and, and is more aggressive. Well, I've got it is. Is he our most clinical finisher? Because that both of those goals are pure centre-forward. I called them Robbie Fowler goals yeah. on the show earlier and that's what he, he is. I still, I know it's mad because he hasn't scored for a fucking year. So you've got, you've got a caveat with that. But like, I still, if the ball is bouncing around the box, I'd, I want it to fall to Jota. Mm-hmm. When he's on, when he's on, when he's confident and on form, 
Like, I wonder if he hadn't scored the first goal, does he score the second? You know, that, that all plays in with him. Yeah. But if there's a loose ball, like, if, if that one that falls to Gibbs White, that could fall to anyone on our team, I think I'd want it to be to, to Jota. He's got a match. level of determination, Chloe, that when you're right, this is the thing, I think he's been fighting, he's been at odds with himself a little bit, trying to get himself back into fitness, you know, understanding his, his pecking order maybe in the, in, in the squad, but he wants the ball he wants the ball inside the box he wants to put the ball inside the box into the back of the net he's just ruthless when he's on form and that first the, the first one the head the header one is absolutely typifies that because he's on I just, toes yeah, yeah. I just yeah exactly right, right. the thing is is this is why I don't like him on the wing because I want him in front of the goal. I want him in the space between the posts because that's when he's the most deadly. Both of his goals came when he was inside the box. When he's stuck out wide and his link-up plays really good and that's why he can get into the box. But if he's stuck out wide, I think he's useless to us because what he's so good at is getting into the areas where the defender might not identify it, anticipating the ball might come my way, being on his toes, ready for it if it happens. And he's clinical, he's finishing's boss. He's not just, you know, right-footed. He can do it with his left and he can do it with his head, and we saw that. Um, and that is why when I see him out on the wing, the first half especially, I thought, we've not really got him in the game. Aside from the one that was back post, and once again, he's found himself in the box and he should do better, let's be honest. But aside from that, you know, in it, like out out wide to the touchline, I was like, he's not beating anyone for pace. He's gonna have to do it by skill, and yet he can go on these mazy runs. But if they're doubling up on him, we're gonna have to reuse him elsewhere. And once we got him into the spaces where he was able to just instantly get a snapshot off or have a little, his movements incredible. I mean, look, the defending's absolutely horrific, but the way he runs, he, he's seemingly as if he's not doing anything, all of a sudden he, he makes that run instantly and no one marks him, no one runs with him. But he's so clever inside the area. And I do wonder what we do because when Diaz is back, he's not beating Diaz for that spot because Diaz offers something that is a Jürgen Klopp system. You don't look at Jota and think, yeah, he's a wide player. I, in do, a I disagree on I, I think first, I think defensively, Jürgen said this about Darwin and Jota. Jota defends better. Like yeah. he, he gets we press better when Jota plays. But I'm with you in what I would say to Cavetta, he did play left and he still found himself in those spaces. I think he being able to drift in, it's when he's got the ball out there that it's a problem. I think we're looking at the, the squad makeup is that my guess is Nunes and one of Nunes or Diaz plays left. Yep. One of Jotter and Gakpo plays right, central. So I've, got a, theory, I've right. got a theory on this because I, I slightly disagree. I think he I think he works on the left yeah, because he uses him differently. I, I like the fact that he's able to get into there. I think if Jota's going to play on the left, Gakpo has to be up front. If Nunes is up front, Diaz has to be on the left-hand side. And that way, you know, Nunes isn't going to allow Jota the space to cut inside. Gakpo absolutely allows the space to cut inside. So I think that's what's something we might see moving I, forward. I Jota's in my team I... I was thinking about this this last couple of weeks. Why? Why have we been doing Jota? And yes, the defensive side of things, but I think that's like a that's a one part of it. That's the closest thing to our what we understand our front three plays like. Because Jota, we think of Mane as like a power runner or a dribble or whatever, but actually he's a he's a guy who scored twenty goals a season from the left hand side, and I don't think Diaz. It he's might not, be that. Gonna, I don't think he's going to be that. Yeah, and that's fine. He, he's bossing in other ways. Exactly, and I so, and what what 
the point about that about Jota starting out wide and doing his best work centrally he was dead like Sterling for us actually it was City Sterling good Sterling when he was when he was in the first season or so for us he's incredible at arriving in the right places at the right time he's a bit of a tackle because of all the things that Chloe's just talked about exactly that so like I I, I hadn't really thought about I was actually going to pose the question of kind of what what does come next but I, th- I think that's really interesting I thought it, it was actually telling the substitutions at the weekend that it is Nunes that comes on central because we've been like, well, what the hell do you do? Well, all of a sudden, Nunes doesn't look like he fits left-hand side for us anymore. I don't think he looks like he fits centre-forward either, by the well, way, at this I, point. I, but <laughs> Diaz could totally change the makeup of, of that well, moving forward. The one thing that when Nunes came on, and, and it, I, it was right in front of me, where Mo Salah was, obviously, for the, for the second half, Salah started to feed Nunes in behind, which is not something that we had when Gakpo was up front. So there's just... that. This is where the player profile just makes such a massive difference to what you're playing. You're playing exactly the same positions, but what the player at the top of the formation likes to do determines what the wing players can do. And that's what got me thinking about the Diaz with Nunes, Jota with Gakpo type of thing, because... It just kind of makes sense, and it's that we've spoken about it a few times over the last sort of month. Is that horses for courses thing? Well, we've kind of got two front threes. They play the same formation, but they play completely different. When you've done 60, 70 minutes of one thing to completely change it up, and after Mark, someone doing something different, it's just difficult, isn't it? And explains why Bobby's probably thought, "Go on, that, that this will do me. I'll, I'll move on because I go." I, I, as much as Brill, and I was, I'm so excited. Well, he's going to have a great career, whatever he does. So we can continue after this point, of course. But I look at it now, and okay, I would be more comforted to know we're going into next season with six for those three. But those five plus plus one from God knows what's happened with Carvalho. But is it Carvalho? Yeah, is it Elliot? Or is it someone Mason like... Mason Mount, if we get him. Mason, well, yeah, but I think Mason Mount will be seven, by I'm the way. But Kay Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. the one who's probably above yeah. Kay Gordon nowadays. And yeah. that gives you your right winger as well, yeah. a little bit, maybe. But, I, oh, I'll go first. Are we... So here's the thing, is I don't want to see Liverpool start without Gakpo. Like, I just... I really love seeing him. But then when you mention Diaz coming back, I can't envision myself not wanting Diaz to start from the off. So I don't think we've got the best front three, like our best three attacking players on the same pitch at all at the same time, which we don't always need. But you always knew if it was Firmino, Salah and Mane, right, well, you're never going to get better than that. They're our three best attackers. If Nunes is on, love him, but he's not our best attacker. If we're in a game where he's only, like, we're not really doing good, we've only got a handful of uh, uh, chances coming our way, I don't want him on the end of them because I don't think he's going to put one in the back of the net. Yeah. That's where I'd want Jota. But then Gakpo to me is just, I, I can't, I can't but see where he's going to been It's been like 10 days since we were going, what the fuck's Jota doing? Let's, should we consider a sale for Jota in the summer? And now everyone's like, you keep Jota and you yeah. find, because it could, and Darwin Nunes is now, that Diaz will come back in, he'll get to be a please for the love of God, Chloe. Stop it. Stop. Um, the uh, yeah. <laughs> you just jealous? Yeah, that I don't have them in my joints anymore. anymore. But um, but he's the one next in line. Diaz will just wow us and we'll be made up because he's he's back. Nothing, no expectations. The point with Diaz, I think that it's important to remember is we've only seen six months of Diaz. So when I say Diaz on the left and Nunes up front, I'm judging it on that six months that he had when he came mm. in. You know, is was that Diaz to facilitate Mane and Salah scoring the goals? Is the more to Diaz's game than what we've seen already? Because you can't really judge him on this season. Jota is in my team every day of the week, and Salah's in the team, and it's up to the others to figure out the other team. And I think if you had to guess 
who facilitates Jota and Salah the most. For me, if it's if it's someone playing left wing, it's Diaz. If it's someone playing up front, it's Gakpo. That's how it feels now. So it all depends on what they want. It, it, it's up to those two to win the other. For me, again, Jaeger might completely disagree because he and he, he he's got his own horse. And like I say, how often they all going to be fit? Someone will be injured, and then it makes he makes his mind up for you. I was at Brighton when Ben Doak came on as a sub and Oxley Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Like things can change very very quickly, but we're in a position at least. Hey, we've got the options for it. I still believe that you two of the strikers need to be, to be twenty goal a season forwards. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Gappel might be that, and he, he certainly was when we signed him, and Diaz was becoming that at Porto, I get it, but Salah and Jota are the known commodities of that. I would get them to win and then figure out the other one and also, around them. There's a chance, we've talked about it before, we're, we're, we're judging on an incomplete picture, because this is that was this week just gone is the first time we've had all of those lads available for selection, yeah. and Diaz is still being eased back in. He's into. not really available for starts. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. so it's unclear. There's a world where Diaz actually plays in one of the offensive eights. I could see him, I could see him well doing that. Gakpo he's got could the, do that. Well, Gakpo could do it too, but we've talked about Gakpo being, is it, being a 10. But actually, Diaz is both-footed. He loves running the people. He's, he's got the ability to change the landscape with his dribbling skills. You could put him in there, and you'd tell him to play a free roll behind the front behind the front three. You could, because he's, he, he's more than... And capable of doing that, and then you've still got Jota's goals and Salah's goals, and then put whoever you want through the middle. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it'll be exciting one way or the other. But yeah, I'm just it's all starting to make a bit more sense. Jota's playing himself back into form, everyone's made up with Gakpo. Salah's still scoring goals, even though he's not necessarily having like the Liverpool main man, I'll drag us over the line kind of performances, which is probably not a bad did, thing. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that first half, I was looking at Salah and I thought, my God, he's absolutely nowhere near the goal. Like he's just, he was just out wide, and yeah, every so often Hendo would overlap him, but genuinely, he was touched tight to that line because we had Trent inside, and Hendo had to do the. And I thought, but like I, I want him close to, to the goal, and I think he when you know Chloe have everyone in the box. You got yeah, to be, there's um, no way. Just Salah, Gappo is playing. Diaz is on. I I just the second half. I just I don't know. The first half. I just thought we were, and it was very much because we were disjointed. But if you wanted any joy going forward, it came from set pieces or crosses. It didn't come from in play where we were just doing these nice ones thing is, look, oh, we've, did, had, we've, had, so, we've had so many games where teams have come to Anfield park the bus or we've gone away and they've parked the bus and we've had these frustrating you need a moment of magic like we've basically we've, we've effectively pissed that game by scoring three by scoring three set pieces actually amazing when we, we, we've just made a 20 years of Premier League Liverpool have just banged their head against the walls on that like so I get that, like, it would have been nice if we'd carved them open time and time again, but you just, when teams put 10 men behind the well, ball, you don't. I, do I, was, I was trying to work out how they were defending them, and I was quite low down, so I was struggling to do it, but, like, on the basis, I was counting their defenders. There was times when there was six in a line. Well, I was going to say, it was six, three, one. And that's, like, for all the times that we've come up wild. against a low block, I don't remember us ever coming up against six defenders. And also like, like, do you know what I mean? That that changes things, that extra body, and it makes it more difficult. So I understand why Salah's probably pulling a little bit wider because mm-hmm. there ain't no space anywhere else. Mm. I still get your point. I still want to see him in the yeah. box, but when, he, when he's in the box, he scores the goal. You've got to find a, a wide variety of ways to win football matches, you haven't do, you? Yeah. And we haven't this season. We More often than not, we've just capitulated or drawn. What or did you think whatever. of the trend thing? Where did they, my mark, I'm sorry to go back to that because I think that 
impact of the game plan. It was effectively a back six, a midfield three of one of whom's job was to just follow Trent around the knee off. He struggled a lot more than he did against Leeds because he just wasn't given the freedom of the three. And then when he did but he get was annoyed it. with the centre-halves at times throughout the game. I saw him talking to him at, at, at times. And he was like, just give me the ball anyway. He's like, yeah, I know he's near me, but we've got to change the angles type of conversation. And, and I think sometimes he, he just wanted the trust from the yeah. centre-halves. There was also in the first half... The he, when he did find the pocket of space, yeah, he was only just inside their half. But we'd, I, I remember specifically a ball was on the left hand side with our centre halves, and the ball just should have been inside straight away to Trent. And there was the pace that we needed. We injected absolutely no pace yeah, into yeah, anything right. in that first half, and that was the ball that we needed to do. And for the first man, someone for the first time, someone had slightly dropped off him. He had a little bit where he could turn, and he absolutely fumed because instead he went back and he was like you had a chance to just slip me in there I was in space yet it was it was a pass that he should have done he didn't want to use his left foot whoever it was they didn't want to they didn't want to they wanted to use the foot that they favoured and he didn't and he was livid with it because that, for the one time in that first half he he was able to get on the half turn and he was frustrated because there was no energy there was no the let's speed it up and that's ultimately why also it, we weren't quick enough on the ball in the first half. The one time we injected pace into the game was when Trent went through and he just got his touch wrong. Yeah. That was the first yeah. time when Liverpool moved the ball. I'd pace. forgotten about that as well. Lip, lip, we moved the ball quickly. We were far too slow, you're right. Yeah. We were far too slow with everything we did. I have got no problem with Salah touching because he's got six defenders. I've got no problem getting it to him. But it's got to go, it's got to go. And it's, it's got to keep moving. Yeah. And there was too many times. I think Henderson was guilty of it. I think Curtis Jones was guilty of it. And Ibu Canate in particular. The three of them just want, were just taking long, far too long on the ball. I don't care what you do in that situation, do it quick. As long as it goes to a red shirt, if it's a five-yard pass, it's a five-yard pass. I, I still felt like Forrest were comfortable to leave you have it. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, they didn't want to having it. They were like, he, he doesn't get the ball. And whatever we do, we, we'll follow. It's a good game plan. Yeah, and it was. It, was, it worked out well. That's where, you know, you want to combine... Can I say a matter? Because if, if, if someone who can go out with it, he, and he did it in the second half a couple of times, and there was the one with the long he, ball to Jota. There's, less, there's yeah. less emphasis on him doing that in this system. That's the one thing that I think we're going to lose a little bit it. more because of Trent's position. It's very difficult for that other centre half to go. Oh, let's go on a mazy run. Like I mean, no, I, it's dangerous, it. isn't they, it? Yeah, they, some, but they were happy for him to have it. The that's ball. the next level, isn't it? Though I mean, like that's when. One of the DMs then immediately settles set, in, or oh, Trent's got to understand that, that those the, those are the situations where actually he becomes the other centre half, and the, the, that's it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, I I totally agree on that. You've got to remember sometimes, well, you know, I trying to work out like who, who are we going to sign, what they can look. I don't really, I don't fully understand our formation yet. I've not seen it enough to be to be able to understand the profiles and stuff. And these lads are still trying to find their way to pick their way through a team. We historically. Are like that in the first half of games at Anfield under Jürgen. I, I, again, I, I probably even said these words this season. I think back to beating Huddersfield and it was coming in half time going to nil nil. It's a bit, bit crap. And then second half, we just, I think we were, we were like three nil or something. It's like, what? It was a piece of piss because it took them 45 minutes just to work out where where the, where the opposition are, what is possible, where can I be a bit braver, where can I do this and that. They're doing that on top of trying to work out actually where the fuck's the man I'm meant to be passing to. He's normally, he's, he's normally well, stood here. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's not just Trent's whose position's changed. It's all of them. Yeah. They've all, they're all, and what we're talking about there is, and what Chloe was mentioning and I agree with is that like, you know, you're being slow, you should have played that ball in, but, 
they're, they're thinking about things as well. They're thinking, about where are they all? What, what am I supposed to do in this situation? So it's the forward players, it's the midfielders, and it's the I the also think, though, this season, because of how crap we've been, no, so what Liverpool have been so good at when we were one of the best teams in the world was we did the risky pass and we did it pretty much all the time because we trusted each other. Mm-hmm. We knew we could do the pass and yet it was risky but when it worked, you went in and you were all over them. Now no one wants to be blamed because there's so many individual errors in this team. No one wants to choose the risky pass because if it does get intercepted and lead to a goal, it's all on you and you get the blame. Fans and... like to either, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that is also what we miss. We've gone from the beginning of the season, I think everyone trusted each other far too much because like no one was capable of doing the things even though... Like, you'd give him a ball with a, a man on and you'd just be, he's sad, he's Thiago. But you'd be like, no, no, we're not that team right now. We've got no confidence. Now it's the opposite way because of how bad we've been and the individual errors. No one wants to do the risky pass because it could go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, again, we're playing against our, our expectation in the stands as well, aren't we? Because it doesn't take much for everyone to go, oh, it's the full-off. Because, yeah, there's a collective damage amongst the players, the players on the pitch and the people in the stands of it, thinking, oh, God, this is going to all come apart at any given moment. And that was actually the thing that I thought was encouraging because as much as we've we found a way to reboot this team in the last week or two that's made us a bit more creative, it's made us a bit more resilient in a number of different ways, but actually... What we probably could have stuck out with what we had got with four three three or whatever because now we've got all the attacking that's all the money that got spent on this team got spent in making sure we had a we'd refreshed and revitalized the attack and now we've got it and I've just got this hopefully we can collect because we're going to need more than just goals to get through this but I think again it was a thing I said in the post match stuff if we'd had Diaz available for the whole season in addition to and then had the Gapo in January. I think we'd be higher up the table naturally because all the weight of responsibilities got on the lads who were creaking anyway and the ones we were bought to take that responsibility off literally haven't been able to get on the pitch. So we've got goals on the side, is what I'm saying. We might be able to paper over a few cracks a bit more easily till the end of the season. Um, but we'll have, we'll have to see. At least it's exciting. It's the idea of let's see some more Diaz, let's see some more Jota, let's see some more Nunes can be our focus now for the next month as opposed to worrying about every little aspect. Do you of the think team. if Trent gets pretty much void out of a game like he did because he got man marked for a lot of it, is there any way he goes back to right back and then you go back to the normal formation? You give them something else to think about. Whether it's only with twenty. I said to this go. on last week's podcast. I said that, that, that that's what, yeah. exactly what I think you should do if you're struggling with it and you've got a man marker. Okay, mate, you man marking me. Let's go right back. Yeah. Big space in the middle of the park. I think when you've got Thiago on the pitch, I think that makes that easier. Because you've still got someone who's going to play some progressive passes in the in the midfield. Whereas, yeah, if if Trent's your sole playmaker, that might do you in a little bit. But interesting stuff anyway. Uh, Elite Six has sent us a super chat while we've been chatting. Uh, love that we've found goal scoring form. I can't help but feel Nunez hair down and free would automatically win us the lot. No stopping that sexy Blair. I don't know, you know, he feels like he's stopping himself a little bit. That's hard. He feels a little bit square peg round only in this system. I'm not sure where he plays. I don't know. I think when you look at City's system, they found a way to get Haaland working. So it's clearly it's obvious that you can get a lad whose thing is, I'm just going to get into the penalty area. 
working in a system like this. That's Jotter, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure that's Darwin. No, I think it is Darwin. I, I do. I think I'm not ready to write Darwin no, I mean, off in the system. Off. Like, no, I mean, not writing him off, Steve. He's had about Sorry. 20 minutes in there. <laughs> like, Annie. He's had yeah, it's 20 true. minutes. He's, what I would say is that there was a, before the Leeds game, there was a lot of, where's Nunes? Where's Nunes? Well, the lads who's replaced him who's just scored four and two. Yeah. Good. It takes the pressure off him, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I said this in the summer. He was never ready to be Liverpool's main man. We've had to buy. We had to buy him a season early, or, or risk all of a sudden we're getting into this transfer window, coming knowing we need to go and buy someone. And the best centre forwards have already moved. You know, we saw it already. Vlahovic had already moved to Juventus. Erling Haaland was moving on to um, to, to Manchester City, and, and so on and so forth. So we've obviously done it. There's a long career ahead of him. Klopp spoke about him this week, didn't he? He said he's. He doesn't speak English very well, so that's been a bit of a barrier. We're working on that. Kind of made reference to this whole idea that Darwin Nunes, he's, he's got a decent return. I think we can all look at that. You know, he's he's been. And he, I, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. He'll outscore Mane his first season at Liverpool this season. And if you were going on that as a basis, I think that's a pretty solid one. If you're going on it, he's our main man, number nine leading the line. I think it's been a bit disappointing, but he hasn't. And we haven't used him that way. And he has been a bit in and out of the side. So hopefully Jota being back in the goals, Gapo fitting Salah scoring, Diaz back to get everyone salivating again. Nunes can just go about being a Liverpool player for a bit, as opposed to like, he's Erling Haaland's direct comparison as the best striker in the league. Fuck that. He's not. It's not, and it's unfair that he's ended up in that kind of boat. Let him just, let him just adapt. And if he doesn't adapt, we'll fuck him off. Does he, does he get the number nine shirt next year? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, I think he'll ask for it. Either. He should, I think he should. I don't know who oh, You don't like that. I, don't, I, I want him to do a bit more before he asks. No, I get it. I get it. It's just number nine will be available. I'll give it, it to Jossa because the song's fucked then, isn't it? Well, oh, he wears the number nine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He'll definitely move to the... Tar- he can if we're in the other version, you'll go back to that one. Yeah, at least this is he plays for Liverpool. can get in the bin. It's the worst, terrible scanning of, 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 uh, of words into a song. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool's number nine. We know that works. Um, right, cool. Anyway, that was that. Um, we're going to take a very short break. Then we're going to look ahead to midweek action. Liverpool versus David Moyes' West Ham United. Stay tuned. Hey, stop what you're doing right now. Prepare yourself. Prepare your family. Prepare your kids. Prepare your babysitters. Because on Friday the 5th of May, we are having a quiz night, party night at Hotel Anfield and the tickets are available right now, but your time to get them is running very, very short. 
If you like Liverpool trivia, if you like Liverpool songs, if you like just laughter and happiness in your life, then come down to Hotel Anfield on Friday the 5th of May. The tickets are available right now on Ticket Quarter. The link will be there or thereabouts. Get involved, get your tickets bought uh, and come and party with us. It's going to be Liverpool trivia. It's going to be Liverpool games. Liverpool challenges. It's going to be amazing prizes on offer. And Dave Jags from the Ragamuffins is going to be playing live music as well. Uh, so come and join me, Chris Pajak, for the biggest party night in advance of the Liverpool Brentford game. And yeah, maybe you win yourself some boss prizes, have a good time, and put some smiles back on some red faces. Hey, it's the Bias Football Podcast. Good and respect of the week. I mean, I don't know the scoreline, but if we could play the video of the time-wasting, please, in the Crystal Palace game. Uh, it, it was 4 or 5-1, wasn't it? What Six game is seven. this? I don't know. That well, looks like the play in Wofford. Okay, well, that, that, that time wasting in that game from years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did it again. We did it again. Get out. You are the f***ing worst at this game. You are the worst. Edited five weeks ago. I, all right, let me, let, me, let me do it again, right? So we'll just go to me. We're not going to cut this out. I said at the start of the last one that I didn't know the scoreline in the game. I will rephrase that too. I don't know the game. What game this was from? But is it not I saw some. It's Wofford. I saw. I saw some time wasting, which was fantastic. I've got no idea. Right, you're bad. (laughs) Game, Dan. Yeah, Jeff Hurst for his hat trick in the 1966 (laughs) World Cup final against West Ham. Absolutely, what a performance. Hey, yes, welcome back. If you want to join us over on the Biased Football Podcast, uh, which we record about 15 minutes after this finishes, uh, then you can do head to redmanplus.com, sign up. It's very good fun indeed. We're going to be you talking. Can do it. Um, we're going to be talking around the continued collapse of Arsenal Football Club, uh, and more importantly, the hilarious collapse of Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, if you use the code Why Biased, I mean, it, is it quicker? Which which is the shorter show? What they did do or what they didn't do? Ooh. Mm. Uh, anyway, if you use the code biased B, Chloe, I. I S E D. B I A S E D. Get yourself the code, which is. Come on, stage shit. If only you had a piece of paper somewhere <laughs> on, on the app. The best. There is. It's Two pounds a month um, yeah, for three months. Yeah. Do you make sure you spell it correctly because uh, Paul doesn't know how to spell that. B I A S E well done and get tickets for the show as well yeah and also yeah don't my god it does smell like Lynx in fact hairspray is what it smells like is that what it smells like it it hurt my eyes going to the toilet in that break anyway (sighs) can no one else smell that 5th of May join us live uh, for this stuff (laughs) (laughs) and quiz questions and challenges Um, (laughs) Steve's just shaking his head fucking hell yeah uh, anyone got anything they want to get off the chest? I'm bowling the wonder arm and these lads just keep missing the ball. <laughs> what the fuck else am I supposed to do? I have to make codes and you throw the paper away. It's, I talk about the tickets and Chloe talks about links. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not smell it? Yeah. Well, like, there's four people. In the, there's like thousands of people who watch or listen to this and there's four people who smell that links. Yeah, just, you know. It's fine. They might we, didn't, we didn't have to acknowledge it, but we chose to and now it's fine. Now here we are. <laughs> here we go again. 
Uh, what are we moaning about? Anyone got anything they want to get off the chest? Like any rant? I'm feeling all right. Yeah. No. Feel no. okay. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Forest fans, what they were excellent, other than the, with the banners and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big love indeed. Okay, wow, there we go. No need for an agony rant this I week. Loved, I love, I love, do you know what's great as well? This completely not an agony rant, but the back of the Annie Road looks bosh, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, they've got the start to put the seats <laughs> in, haven't they? Oh, but no, the, no the, the outside, have you seen the outside? Oh, no. Oh, no. it looks bosh. Really? It looks brilliant, yeah. Yeah, they've got a big old chunk of the red seats gone in, you can see from the inside of the ground, so you can yeah. start to imagine, like, wow, they take that roof up. Wow, yeah, I'm very, very, very impressed. Speaking very of red seats, I saw loads at Wembley. City was oh, so we're going to talk about that in, in, in the getting covered on biased um, Izzy Ollie in the comments mentioning uh, that the number 10 shirt is still available and the 8 will be available as well this summer so 8, 9 and 10 and potentially 7 if Milner goes so we could have 7, 8, 9 and 10 all available Boss, yeah. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is just a great podcast. Yeah, just imagine looking at a photo of the Anthem Road stand, yeah, smelling good. links, <laughs> smelling of links. Seven, eight, nine, and ten all available is a uh, quite something. It's a big sum of that. Have we it? got anyone who's? I mean, Simon's hopefully Alexis McAllister. Seven, ten, ten, ten. Yeah, Mason Mount. Eight. Yeah. We were so close to being able to rework tragedy in as a new chant there, weren't we? By steps. Why? <laughs> because of the numbers. That's five, six, seven, eight. I said so close. <laughs> That's a different song. <laughs> oh, is it? Is yeah, that five, six, seven, eight? <laughs> so song. I'm so glad I got. This. I'm so glad I got steps wrong. Because that makes me cooler now. Five, Does it know? Yeah, I think seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, guy. My rodeo, My Romeo. Weekly fucking cowboy guy from head to toe. Yeah, brilliant. Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Oh. Uh, once a Mundeus is give the eight to Harvey. No, thank ten you. Ten must go to Diaz as Ezekiel Hands. Oh, I like ten as for Diaz, yeah. I like that. I like ten as, I like Gapo as a ten. I like Gapo. Seven Diaz. Ma- as no, seven McAllister. <laughs> he doesn't even play for us. Eight there. Mount. Nunes can have nine. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Can we fast forward to the transfer window, please? The end. Yeah, but that'll of... be fucking dead annoying as well. Like it will be. No, that's why you said the end. Moises Casado. When everything's done. Jude Bellingham. What's he going to be when we when we pull that one out? Casado the was brilliant, actually, wasn't he? At the, at the <laughs> anyway, um, look, let's talk about West Ham. We're going to be talking about the FA Cup semi-finals. We're going to talk about Spurs' collapse in Newcastle and Arsenal. Even though it feels like four years ago that Southampton very nearly slapped them upside the head on a Friday, a Friday night. Kind of did. Uh, yeah, um, by football podcast. Come and join us. Anyway, West Ham. Moyes, Chris Pajak, mm. uh, looks like he is pulling the proverbial plane up just before it crashes into the ground. Um, they look like the, the good players all look like what they are. That's good players. They look like a team that's focused, a team that's desperate to get out of relegation fight. And when you watch Declan Rice and um, Lucas Paqueta and you see Antonio, you know, fit enough to actually play a game and Jared Bowen on the, on the wing, you do start to go like, why... It's mad that they're ever even really in this kind of situation. Yeah, I think Bowen's had a bit of a struggle this season just getting on the field and stuff, hasn't he? And, you know, when he does get, get on the field, he's a boss player. Uh, I imagine David Moyes is a leather hat kind of pilot. I can't imagine him in a metal helmet. I think he's old school, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's what I first went to. Because that's when you started doing the old, woohoo. Okay. I was so. like, yeah, he's probably going to wear a leather hat. I like, I like Moyes well, in a leather Tony, hat. I... <laughs> 
what the fuck are you talking about? A leather hat. You, you start, yeah, like, you know what I mean, like, like Indiana Jones. No, like like like, like a, a helmet hat. but leather. Um, you know what I like, mean, like a biker hat with the flappy ears. Yeah, like that type of pilot. Yeah, the pilot, oh, like, oh, right, you know right. what I mean. He puts his own goggles on. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. 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 So you're, 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 something from you're, a '60s film. You're, you're flying that outside plane where he's like, yeah, yeah, not like a. You know, yeah, like a bike, like a bike plane like, type like, deal. Yeah, yeah, not like a plane that anyone else thought of for the last yeah. time. I had it because you was a leather cap. I'm thinking like, is this some sort of like BDSM thing <laughs> he's got going on? Like, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a leather policeman's hat. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we, we, we've had a lot of conversations in recent weeks about how good managers tend to get teams out of trouble. And Moyes, I never really truly felt like it was in doubt with them. It feels like they're riding a bit stay on optimism as well. You know, they've had, they've got they've, they've actually got played a lot of football late, like, but they've well, actually got some stuff going Europe's, on. Europe's not helped them, mm. has it? I mean, I know if they, they win they, it now, it's great. I know, yeah, exactly. They're doing well in the conference league, aren't they? But like, that's difficult when you're a squad as limited as West Ham's to be able to actually navigate group stages or league tables. I don't know what the fucking competition's about. Um, to <laughs> be honest, be I, I, might have, I might have to soon. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but, like, that, and it's no surprise, really, that there is a bit of an uptick when the, the fixture list is less congested, even though they've still got those extra games. Um, he's a good manager. Then they're, they're safe and fingers crossed. He's he, you know he doesn't count this as three points that he's going for. It just gives it just shows you what two Premier League wins does. Yeah, they were banging trouble, and then yeah. they'd be Fulham, and then they'd be Bournemouth, and now they're fine, and they should be fine going forward. So in the middle of that, they obviously you know they qualify for the European semi final. Before that, they got absolutely slapped everywhere by Newcastle. It was the that was the five one at West Ham. So it it just shows how quickly things can change in the Premier League. You go from that's how that's because the bottom of the league, and we talked about on bias, of course. Like it does a lot of crap. And it's it's a couple of wins. We saw Villa do the other way, a couple of wins, and you you fly up. That, that's all. That's what they've done. They had a very good win against Bournemouth. Um, before that, it was just a squeaky win a little bit against Fulham, and I, and it all seems sound. And you, you the the issue that you've got is that this this quite they still haven't quite figured out the striker thing. It's still Antonio, and he's mm-hmm. just, he's not available enough for them, and that's a problem. But they have got some really good players, and you're right. The, what is it, the 10th, 11th? Sorry, the 13th, but if they win, they can go to the 10th, 11th for us. That's about where, you, given the Isn't European right? run, given the European run they're on, that feels about right to West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think Rice over the last few weeks has taken a bit more of a leadership role in terms yeah. of attacking as well. Like, and getting forward and sort of feels to me at the moment like he's, he's starting to drag them over the line in games and really, really affect them. Like. The 13th, sort of five points behind Chelsea with 11. Wouldn't be shocked if West Ham real Chelsea because they're falling away so the other thing sad and whenever we play West Ham we saw the home game earlier this year it was, it was very tight you know there's a penalty missed isn't there as well which kind of say a little bit there so the, the, I think it's a tough game I think the fact that they're they're effectively a win away from being yep. nailed on safe as well so they've mm-hmm. they, they got every incentive to go for it as well um, it's, a bit, it's almost a little bit of a free for them so I'm expecting I'm expecting a tough game and again it's Liverpool away from home like the Leeds results aside, that's yeah. the anomaly this season. We're fucking crap away from home. We've got to get, we've got to make sure that we carry on. And well, well they've also had an extra game to us, haven't they? Because they played midweek last yeah. week, so they've gone weekend midweek, weekend midweek. We've got that little bit more break, and it, it, that's why I think this game's interesting from our perspective in terms of what we do with which eleven we pick. Because I can't imagine we're going to pick the same eleven again. Yeah, and also going back to the set piece conversation when we were talking about the the Forest game. 
knowing that you'd have Forest and West Ham on the horizon, putting a bit if if they have put some extra resources into set pieces, these are the you games mean, that you wanted it for. Right. Going away from home, it's going to be David Moyes and stuff. Their their mission here is to frustrate Liverpool, you know, to to, to stop us in our tracks if they can, because we have at times absolutely spanked them in that ground as well. And if we've got that in our arsenal, then that will. Oh, well, hopefully we won't need it, but Liverpool having a full a quiver of a variety of different arrows at their disposable, at disposable would be very useful. Chris's point's good because they've gone Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Then you go... And they've got a game... Wednesday, Saturday. Wednesday, Saturday, So yeah. they've got a lot on the plate. You are, you are right. So they have got changes where we should we should be fresh. You know what I mean? We're going Saturday... In fact, are they... Yeah. So we're going yeah. Saturday, Wednesday. They're going Sunday into Wednesday haven't played on the first yet, we never did. So you're right. In terms of energy and legs, it should suit us. We've just got to prove that we can play away from home. Leeds was obviously a, a, an amazing one. But like, other than that, really, Liverpool haven't been dominant away from home at all. And that's, I think that's the type of place where you can go where if you don't start and play well, it, there's momentum can go against you. Yeah, they're ground. You need to burst the bubble early, I think. There you go. Let's end the show there, lads. Well, I think that's on ladies. I'm beating that. Pay Jack's cupping his ear to the fucking cafe. <laughs> he loves that one. The, um, it's interesting. Well, they're better than a good old dad joke. Also, yeah, a brother shit joke. They've actually got Crystal Palace to come for the weekend. The, the half 12 kickoff as well on, on Saturday. They, they go away to City. They've got United at home. They've got AZ Alkamar in a two legged semi. But in between that is Brentford. Leads Leicester to play as well. They've, they, what I mean, if you actually got Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Be careful though, Chris. Why? I don't know. Because it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um... <laughs> fucking terrible. Unsubscribe from this channel right now. Unsubscribe from us right now. Um, so, what is that from? Star Wars. Go away. Oh, dear. Get out, child. Yeah, what is um, that? <laughs> so what was it? They've got a, they've got an interesting hand to had in the relegation fight and potentially the European place as well with Brentford and Manchester United to come. But obviously we need to take our points. Where I'm at with this, Chloe, is it is a tough game. Our away form is still absolutely abysmal, despite the fact that beating Leeds was was great. Certainly, we just need to get any win here. And you know we were chatting about it in, in the ground the weekend. Get this win do spares at the weekend and have a look at the Premier League table and just see what it, and just see what it looks like and if we can, if we've put down four back-to-back wins and then you add, then you get to add on where we're unbeaten in six or whatever off off the off the back of that with the draws that go before it that's a run of form and then you can start to have conversations and start to start to maybe plan out a route but we're, we're, we're at last chance saloon every single game at the moment. It's a, it's a it's a it's a pointless waste of time for us to look further down the line. It's a it's a hell of a game to, to come in the weekend at the, in the midweek. We've just got to go and find a way to get those three points. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, they're obviously on the up in their recent performances. They've had big players step up. Um, they've also got the it is away from him, and yeah, I'm not too sure whether they can create an unbelievable atmosphere, but they'll be up for it because they know that if they get another win, they're, they're safe. Um, for Liverpool, it's just about once again how many times have I asked them to do this in the first 15 mil- minutes be solid because I don't the, the thing about these teams, which is why I was a little bit surprised with Nottingham Forest, is if you have a go at us 
you can get at us because we're crap, because we crumble usually um, and we have all season. When they sat off us, yeah, we couldn't really create much, but I sat there and thought, well, they've not really had anything. Like, all we need is, you know, one moment where they get a little bit lackadaisy or they get a bit, like, you know, tired because we've moved the ball about uh-huh. and one opening where we can get at them. The thing is, is West Ham have more clinical players than Nottingham Forest. For me, they've got better players and Nottingham Forest scored two against us at Anfield the other day. So Liverpool just need to be solid, make sure the crowd's quiet after 15, play their own game, don't get frustrated. How many times they got frustrated over the weekend? Don't, just keep the ball moving, inject a bit of pace and look, we've got enough people off the bench who can come in and have an effect if Liverpool are struggling. Newcastle emptied that ground a couple of weeks ago and I think, look, Newcastle obviously got a much greater head of steam up than we have at this point, but it's doable. You know, they're, they're you, your point's right, because they're a couple of games from either being sucked back into the mire of the relegation, which comes with its misery, or the beach, where the season's done, start thinking about what you're going to be doing doing next. It's always been a weird place since they've moved to that ground as well. Their fans just love losing their heads. We've seen fist fights in that ground, which is mad to see your own fans sitting on each, on each other and scrapping and stuff. That's kind of what we're playing for. I don't think they're nice comfortable about. seats in the uh, home end, though. Yeah, it was. And they've got, they have got, the, they have got this European semi final. Yes, like, you, you, exactly. So, yeah, get ahead against them and let them start thinking about that. Save start saving legs for that kind What's of thing. What's your? Uh, you mentioned it before, Chris. What are you doing differently? If, if John Henderson's not playing, things. he's had four on the bounce, as you know. Oh yeah, and those probably it. Jones. I think both both of those yeah. lads are probably looking for a refresh. To be honest with you, um, how do you achieve that? Uh, <laughs> Harvey Elliott's been just kind of bombed, Danny. Mm. It's because so think... that right wing job is so defensive yeah, minded yeah. now. And asking Harvey to go and be the one who fills in if Trent comes in. Do you put him in Jones' position? I mean, probably, I mean, if, if that probably Thiago, wouldn't it? I can see him. I can see it being Thiago and Milner, Bendo and Jones. I, this is my thing on this on this change of system. Is that it perfectly suits Trent Alexander Arnold? But if anyone's ever played footy manager, where you you do all your summer signings and then you realise it's not working and you change formation, and all of a sudden you've got a lot of AM slash C's in a team that plays four four two and doesn't have a single room for them, I feel like we've got a lot of lads who don't. I think Harvey yeah, Elliott's fine shoot. for that, to be honest. I think maybe overthinking, if I'm honest, because, again, you look at what the way Arsenal do it, and it's Odegaard, and he plays that position absolutely fine. The way Henderson's been doing it, he's been going around the outside of Mo Salah a lot Where? of the time. The, around the outside. Around the outside. Around the outside. God almighty, I'm an M now. Um, I actually enjoyed that one. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if he's there, Elliot's used to going to the right wing anyway, and that's so what Henderson's been doing. No. Um, he could do when he ends he gets on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He fucking comes out to it, walk on music. Back again. Or either that or he's playing Mace. Welcome back. It's one of the two anyway, isn't it? Um, tune, by the way. I was listening to that last night, half one in the morning. I just had this inkling to go, you know what? I'm going to listen to Mace. Welcome back. And I did. Well done, you. As you do. Mm. Um, so I think that's fine for Harvey Elliott. What, I brought, think... what brought that back more recently, though, was because the smell of links, which I'd, I don't know whether I'd rather be sprayed with Mace or <laughs> <laughs> with the links, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, I think, they, I think that if you're going to play Harvey Elliott there, you maybe need, you do need, I don't know who you'd play on the left hand side. I think Thiago's probably right. I think you're probably right there. I think I think Harvey's fine for that other eight, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's about Canate and it's about Trent for me in the defending. Yeah, I think if I'd go with the same front three again one more time, I think. I'd be say, I'm looking at maybe getting Diaz in the, the Tottenham game. 
I think I'll be doing I'll be Thiago for Jones. I think Jones has been fine. I think he's been really good. Maybe just want I think he looked like he was losing a little bit of energy at the end of that game. Maybe he looked a bit tired. Um, but again, he hasn't played. He hasn't played all season. To then go four or five on the spin might be tough. I think I'd go Milner for Henderson. I would I would be worried if it was Elliot. Um, the discipline of having to get back there time and time again. You might you're almost wasting him doing that. Going the other way too much, but the flip side is he's played the right eight all season long, yeah, that's true. And he's played it to a decent level, so oh, yeah. he's playing a more advanced role. And we now think he can't do the defensive side, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know, I, 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 I'm fine with it. It's also if it was yeah, at yeah. home, I'd be going with you, but because it's the way I'm going with you, play Milner as an advanced eight. That's what we're saying. Well, I mean, Milner and Hendo have been, have, have been rotating, haven't they, off the bench? I mean, I'm just, I, I'm fine with Elliot doing it. I, I, I do worry about if West Ham are going to break, they're going to break left with pace. It's not, it's not knowing what the deal is with Thiago. Is Thiago now in rotation with Fabinho for that other, that other defensive midfield slot? Because if he isn't, I don't know who is. Henderson, maybe, yeah. But it doesn't so look like Henderson. Jobs, that's what I mean. A Henderson needs a Henderson needs a rest. Fabinho could probably do with being rotated. Thiago coming in for Fabinho would make sense from what we've seen again off the bench in the last couple of games, and that leaves you with you're just limited to what we, what we've got left, really, aren't you? You know, you could put. I yeah, I think Elliot could do either of those. You know, I could come in for Jones or for Henderson. I wonder whether you'd ask Henderson to go, maybe just go again for another sixty and. And, I, and I've done this, so maybe you just swap Elliot in for Saturday, Wednesday night's a big gap for him. No, really, that's as long, big a gap as you really want. He plays 10, though, and he gets injured when he plays loads of no, games No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. My biggest concern is, are we going to be in that fucking white kid? <laughs> yep, we are. Yeah, that's horrendous, that, isn't it? That's, that's well, you've got to, you've, you've got to change that at some point. It's too dark, it'll, it'll, it'll probably, they'll probably say clashes with West, which is stupid, because it's green and they don't play in green. That's, me worried. that's my main concern, rather than who plays. Well, I wasn't worried about that, now I am. Don't be stupid. Such a it's just a fucking kit, it's fine. Tell that to all the games we've lost, isn't it? Oh, right, yeah. To be fair, every away game, so that's why, it's, that's <laughs> why we're losing it. It's, it's, the away, it's, the, yeah. it's being away from home, it's not the kids. <laughs> it's the fucking crap lads in it, I'm in the middle of that field. That's the point, yeah, that's, that's been the bigger I, th- I think the big thing we've got going for us in this one is, it's it's having the options off the bench. We talked about it earlier. They've they haven't got an incredibly deep squad. The best lads that they've got will have played a lot of football at this point in the game. In terms of who started at the weekend, talked about it before. Paqueta, Rice, Suchek, Antonio, Bowen will all likely start this game again. But we're getting to they, you know, in terms of what they did off the bench, they're bringing on Mateus Vigne, Kiefer Moore. I mean, I've never heard of Jaden Anthony, Dango Tara. <laughs> just mixed two manks up there. No, he's been the Bournemouth team. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Danny Ings is a good player. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, sorry, tell that. They brought yeah. on Maxwell Corney, who's a good kit, player. And Danny uh, Ings, you just get confused oh, as what club he's at. That's funny. That that's part. my bad. Um, they brought four Nalzings and uh, they brought corner innings on. So obviously they've got some, they have got they've got some decent players. But I was being able four to Niles bring. Four scored. It was Diaz. a good as well, I think. Yeah, being able to bring Diaz on, being able to bring Darwin Nunes on, and then whoever else is on the bench in terms of the midfield. Hopefully, we've got that bit more firepower if we need to go deep in the game. Uh, because if let's be honest, if West Ham are forced to bring on Bournemouth players, to <laughs> to I mean, I'm not sure how your game plan for that. If I'm they're being they're perfectly they're honest, they're in dire straits when they bring a key for more off the opposition's benches on ring again. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
That's what he What do we think? Score predictions for this one, today? 2 1. I was going to say 2 1, but I'll go 3 1. 1 0 Liverpool. 2 0. Goal in either half. What a late first half. Who's getting the goals? Bournemouth players. <laughs> no, well, uh, who did we play at the weekend? Forest players. Uh, um, I think Jota will score again. And I think Darwin will get one off the bench. I like it. Uh, I, 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 am, I am still concerned because you know, the away from home thing is a thing. Um, well, as we said, though, I mean, look, I agree. And it goes like past performance is the best, you know, indicator of what future performance is going to be. But at some point, we do have to get a grip on this. Or oh, I say we won't. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> and the problem is that we might not. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the good thing is, is because of Man United getting to the FA Cup final, it means that uh, everyone down to seventh is now pretty much guaranteed a European place. Like so. seventh is that conference thing. Hey, listen, West Ham are buzzing off at the moment, are they? Conference League semi final against Alakba, <laughs> um, or you could have Fiorentina or Basel. As long as we, if we get Basel in that fucking Conference League next season, oh God. we'll find that we'll some find out a way to get either Seville or Real Madrid. No, but we don't. We don't need them. We don't need them. for FFP, and they'll throw them to the Conference League. Yeah. We don't need to. That's my point. Is that you just have to get Basel, Basel. Everyone forgets Basel are just as bad for us as any, <laughs> as any one of those other teams. You go, oh, Basel. Maybe this will be the time we find it's it. Not it's not going to be twenty years since we last played them. Yeah, our group, our group, for some reason, ends up being Basel, Seville, and Napoli again. Like, Oh, why do we keep playing these yeah. like every, every year yeah, yeah. do you know a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how important performances were for next season I couldn't give a rat's ass about performances I just want the wins right now Yeah, just give me the wins and let me see where we are by the well, I said I wanted exciting football and I'm not sure I got it no. at the weekend um, you got stressful football I got stressful football yeah, yeah. yeah. I look, didn't like it I, this is this is about building form you're away from home. It's West Ham. They're in these. They finally turned into a bit of decent form. The vibes are coming back as the the European run and whatever. Yeah, we're building for that Spurs game at the weekend because that's the one where you get to go and play your football. You know, it's Tottenham Hotspur. It's a big game. The crowd will be up for it. They'll feel like there's something on the line. There's more satisfaction in seeing Harry Kane with a face on, isn't there, and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're kind of playing with. So I agree. I don't really give a shit how we how we win this one this is one way you can win it with a, a free kick in the 89th minute if that's what it takes but get us get us back to Anfield three home games on the bounce and you'd be thinking then because then if you're going into that as I say with nine nine points from the last nine looking at another one from that oh, oh, that's when we can start to play some exciting Europa football. League here we come Conference League here we come whatever away games more interesting away games I've never been to Alkmaar been to Ajax done it you know what I mean? Everyone's been to Eindhoven or Dortmund and been to Madrid. Don't want to go to Madrid ever again. Nice town. Terrible football teams. I'll go instead. What? I'll go instead. Nah, it's rubbish. Don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> you can go to Maribor again. Uh, that'll be... Yay. Island, I haven't been to Slovenia. I'd love to go. To... Good wine in Slovenia. So you keep telling me. It's good wine. Chris the 10 was excellent for white wine okay sad. Um, right thank you so much everyone who's joined us for the originals podcast this week uh, anything you want to discuss do so in the comment section underneath and please do come and join us for the Bias Football Podcast uh, where we're going to rip the piss mercilessly out of Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> fucking rubbish um, did Kane get his goal? Kane, of course Kane got his goal so it's not his fault not his fault that they're in that situation. He's a real leader's leader. What a what a man. <laughs> He's a fucking what a knob. inspiration. 
Um, thank you. Yeah, code biased. Check us out over on redmenplus.com. If you're live here now, we'll be live there in about 10 minutes' time. So come and join us over there in a bit. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.